Match day 18, Atletico Ottawa 2, FC Edmonton 1. That's how you bounce back after a loss in front of the home fans, in the rain, and the rain. And did I mention rain? Hope everyone's dry by now, but I'm not holding my breath. Let's go. After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all Tuesday, all year long, every Tuesday, <laughs> giving you analysis, reactions, and hot takes. I'm not doing another take because I got too much friggin' energy for this. Patty, how are you doing, man? Well, I, uh, I think I just dried out from that game uh, today, so I am doing excellent along with the rest of the ATO folks out there um, after that match. Absurd stuff. Absurd yeah, stuff. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen uh, of uh, the, the weather. I don't. I don't know if I've seen that watching a game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a real test of you know whether we sing for them in the rain and snow and like mm-hmm. oh boy did it piss rain for this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's in the song. We had to had to show up. Yeah, that's and... true. I think Thomas uh, Thomas said it's nice because. Uh, Ottawa was uh, like Ottawa Athletic or Athletic Ottawa was getting a little taste of what it's like watching football in England. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I, he he actually speaking of talk, he mentioned um, he was telling me about like ba- you know the firsthand experience and how it was like really galvanized the people. Yeah, and it's like man, if you're gonna be the one staying out there in the in the wind and the rain, then you're gonna be going nuts because it has to be worth it. So we'll, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get more into that when we talk about the dub later. But uh, yeah, yes. No. If everyone that's listening to this, I mentioned it in the intro. Intro. I hope you're dry by now because you must have been <laughs> soaked to the bone for that. It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. Well, worth it. Yeah. I mean, hell, let's talk about the friggin' game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, one. It was win, good. Maybe. Honestly, it was a yeah, it was a good win over Edmonton. It's nice to redeem ourselves after the the one nothing loss. Um, I mean, the yeah. we, the weather was cooking for the first twenty minutes. I, and I had forgotten was, about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they beat us once. <laughs> God damn it. Yep. Yeah, but yes, but, but not yesterday. But yeah, so it was, it was cooking for the first 20 minutes. Everyone's like, oh, apply the sunscreen. And then immediately after we got yep. sunscreen on, it pissed rain, which made the field crazy. Um, we finally bet, we man. finally won a corn, coin toss at TD for the, like the second time all season. Shooting in the, in the proper directions. <laughs> yeah, exactly, no, it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, we, did, we, we were doing it against Pacific. Mm-hmm. And we're do we did it in this one, and I both both wins at home. I'm just saying we talk about our home record not being that great. Mm-mm. Maybe there's something a little superstition, you know, in the coin toss. Do we need to hire a coin toss coach? Yeah, I think I think we might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we just need one of those like those coins that always has heads on both sides, and that's the yeah. coin we use. <laughs> we'll just rig it. We'll rig yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, line. You know, if we talk about lineup, it was an interesting. <laughs> change mm-hmm. up like i don't know if you yep. saw we went from a 4141 to a 5-3-2 with right and tabla mm-hmm. in the top sissoko is like a holding mid i guess um a back and forth mid uh and then four at the back with carl sporting the armband it was great no yeah he doing the because we had done the three at the back against forge and that mm-hmm. we talked about how that was kind of our undoing um but I mean, it worked so well yesterday. Yep, it, it worked very well. And I mean, obviously, you know, Edmonton and Forge are kind of worlds apart. But I mean, it, it's it's good to see it uh, work very well. And seeing Howarth move uh, over to the left to to uh, fill in for the suspended um, Tiso. 
yeah, was, yeah. He was on, I know. think, yellow, yellow card accumulation, which is why he didn't play yeah. yesterday. But yeah, um, but yeah, no. I, honestly, I, I got all the love in the world for Carl Howarth. God, he played a hell of a game. Um, he did, and it was it was cool to see what someone with that speed and that skill for crosses can can bring to a back four and and then also to our midfields right um i think he did a a stand-up job as the captain also out on the field controlling the play um so that was good um it was nice to see us finally opening up shooting (laughs) we had 17 (laughs) shots which is a lot (laughs) yeah no we mentioned that in the last episode how we uh we didn't have too many but yeah 17 shots eight uh uh, six Six on on target. target yep which yeah. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not the best percentage, but sometimes you just need to take a lot, you know, what I yeah. mean? especially against a pretty defensive team. Well, I think I think we I think we did too. And like, if we look at how how we were taking our shots, I think most of them. I have the stat later on. I'll probably bring it up, but most of them yeah. were inside the box shots. Yeah. I think almost yeah. all of them were. Um, so at least that shows we're shooting. There was definitely times in the dub where I like was very angry <laughs> when <laughs> when p- players would fuck around with the ball in the box yeah. and I'm like just take the shot for the love of god like especially in the first half cuz I know we were dicking around with the ball a little too much in the first half yeah. um but but you know we we put up 17 shots six on target that's pretty good it's well it's it's it's, it's funny it's you know we you say we're dicking around with the ball but we're not used to watching possession football from us because yeah, normally that's, we're, I guess uh, that's the problem <laughs> so we're like what are you doing yeah not kick the norm- ball you idiot <laughs> yeah exactly nor- normally we counter normally mm-hmm. we counter what the hell is this we, but and, you know it's you know we're in a situation where we've got 55 percent possession so it's like okay what do uh what do we do with this but it was i th- i thought it was nice to see how um how we did it quite well considering it's not a style of play we do normally uh but i think we managed to pull it off i did i i would 100 agree with you honestly to to watch it in person if you told me Atletico was playing like that, I probably wouldn't have believed you because yeah. of literally all of the evidence we've had all season. Yeah. But, but <laughs> here we are with three more points. We're now, I think, what, nine points up on Valor? Something which like is, that. Which is great. Um, yeah. so, so, I mean, these were a huge three points for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's not, speaking of, like, possession, it's nice to see, remember our last game, how um, we were clinically outpassed. And we were majority passing in our own half. We were still majority passing in our own half this game, but it was more of an even split. Mm-hmm. And our passing in the opposition half was quite a bit more than theirs once. So it's, and we beat them on pass accuracy, just saying. And we beat them on pass accuracy. <laughs> so it's nice to be uh, on the other side. Yes, yeah. It's much it's much better being over here than last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, officiating, I would call it decent, acceptable for the first mm-hmm. 65 minutes. But, like, yeah. holy shit, did the wheels come off in the second half, <laughs> especially the last 10 minutes. Pure chaos. The ref was not in control of the game. Oh, like, all, the yeah, all the cards. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I think the frustrating part was the linesman directly across from the dub was like, I don't know, picking grass or something. He wasn't watching the game because he was. He missed a lot of calls. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I don't know, man. Like the double yellow against Neba and Antonia, like it's like probably one of the dumbest things I've seen happen at TD Place. It was like, weird. It was yeah. weird. I mean, k- k- kicking. I mean, it's it's it's. It was weird, but it's also like, you know, how do you go for that long doing a single, certain style of refereeing, you know, sort of letting it play, yeah. let it get, let it get a little chippy, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, I'm going to flip the switch and do the exact opposite. <laughs> yes, yeah. But, I mean, I think it's hilarious that Antonia got a yellow card five minutes into his debut with the team. <laughs> uh, 
I love it. I love it. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was for either either time wasting or talking back to the ref. I think it was it was kicking the ball away. It was the time wasting. Whatever. And, still, but the I, thing is I that it was kind of funny. borderline too, right? Like it's not like he's a, like he kicked the ball away after a thing. It didn't really seem like it was a frustrated kick away. It was kind of. But at the same time, there's would have been no logical reason for him to be kicking the ball that hard in that True, direction. True, so but also respect. it was like 93rd <laughs> minute. Let's like. <laughs> Come on. I mean, he's got, uh, it's a, it's a Letty DNA. Yep. 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 The kid's <laughs> That's, got it. That's how you know. <laughs> You're like, it's like a paternity test. It's like, yep, he's yeah. ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's ours. Came in for his debut and, and, and drew three got fouls go. and got a yellow for time wasting. Yeah. He's one of our own. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, like stuff like that's kind of classic Canada soccer garbage. So I'm not going to like mm. dwell on it. Um, I will say though, Tarek Mohammed's tackle of Antonio at 93rd minutes was a red card. It was 100% he just went a red right card. Right through, right he, through. He didn't even, he didn't, he wasn't even going for the ball. And, I, and so I had like, I had parked my car there, so mm-hmm. I left early to like beat the rush, basically. So I left like at right at the end of injury time. Mm-hmm. And as I'm walking out, I watched the foul like directly down the line of sight, and I was just yeah. like. When I saw her pull the yellow out, I was like, are you <laughs> fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> like, he's, a, he's a small boy, all right? You need yeah. to protect him. He is a small boy. Like, big uh, big uh, Antoine Couplin vibes from mm. Antonic during during the, during that little appearance. And, I mean, I was going to – I made a note of this as well. The the, the Muhammad Antonic Antoniak – I'm not completely sure how you say it, but um, uh, I'll learn. Uh, the, the whole di- the dynamic between them for like the last five ten minutes of that game was started right at the beginning when mm-hmm. Owen first comes on wins a header yeah against Tarek and then um, there were multiple reactions from from uh, from Tarek because of that yeah basically. he didn't he didn't take too kindly to being beaten to a header by this little fellow who's just making his debut and so that was obviously there was the tackle which was the accumulation of all of it and before that which we'll probably talk about at some point is the uh, push from behind in the box that yes, was also terrible which Muhammad, was which was a pen which probably should have been a pen yeah 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 <laughs> but i mean your retaliation i mean he was he was an angry man that day um but yeah it's it's whatever you know we got to we got to take it but i did like that Antonio seemed to have Mohammed's number. Man, he had his number. Like yeah. the amount of times I watched him deke around him or like yeah, get the ball, sure. get a touch, get, you know, get a little give and go with whoever was on the yeah. side of them. Like, yeah. So, you know what? Sucks to suck, Tarek. And getting under, I mean, you talk about a letty DNA, getting under players' skins. Oh, was he ever under that? The dub was under his skin, too, from what I gather. Yeah. So. I can't uh, I can't wait to yeah. uh, see what this fucking kid gets up to for the rest of the season. Yes, 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 definitely. Yeah, so, yeah, we were speaking of stats. Let's let's go into these a little bit. Obviously, we went over the possession, 54, yep. 55, 45. That looks good for us. Um but and we talked about how it was the reverse of what we normally do. What else? What else? Yeah, I mean, we were out tackled, we were out intercepted, we were out cleared, and normally we never get out cleared because mm-hmm. we have usually like fifteen plus clearances. This time we only yeah. had seven. Yeah. Um, but having less interceptions is fairly regular for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it is it is strange to see less tackles, less like kind of a defensive performance. However, yeah. this is the Eddies we're talking about who aren't exactly the the best offensive team. So I do mm. think there was part of the part of why we don't have as many tackles or why we don't have as much clearance is just the fact that our defense wasn't having to work as hard as they work, say against forge or against Fowler right now, you know, exactly. I mean, when we're the, like, you know, it's, it's most games aren't completely even. There's the attacker and the defender and Edmonton yeah. 
are probably the only team in the league where basically every single game they're going to be the ones that are defenders. So even if they're playing against a very defensively solid team like us, they're probably still going to get those stats in their favor because they're always on the back foot. Yeah, they were, and honestly, they, they, weren't, they weren't able to capitalize on really any of their chances, which is great for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we had 17 shots and 14 of 17. There's the stat. 14 of 17 were inside the 18-yard box, which is pretty great. <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> It's pretty great. <laughs> it is great. Um, we'll talk. We'll talk about the finishing aspect of that stat later. But, yes. Um... <laughs> yep. um, I mean, speaking of, we had four big chances. Our season yeah. average, by the way, for the listeners out there, is one point six per game, and we had four this time. Four. So, That's um, beauty. It's something to That's celebrate. Beauty. However. Yeah. In typical Ottawa fashion, there's a little asterisk next to it because we missed three out of four of our big chances. <laughs> so, <laughs> grain of salt with that, please. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, finishing is a thing that we're going to get into. And we'll, we'll run a clinic on it. But yeah, four, four big chances and only finishing uh, one, one time. Yep. So I guess, well, I guess one of our goals wasn't uh, wasn't considered a big chance. That's yeah, I at. think it, was, it must have been the first one. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure the second one with the, with that like Alaman Tabla was a big chance. That was a big chance, yeah. But then, the, the, but the first one was you know was 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 Tabla putting their friggin' defender on his ass and going alone basically before. <laughs> My God, Johnny, that's a great transition. Let's talk about standout players. That is a great transition because we're gonna go to standout players and other than obviously everyone. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Honestly, most of the players had a pretty pretty good game. Yeah. Um, but whole man, Balu fucking Tabla, that guy. Like I cannot say enough about that man, especially from this match. Match. He consistently outplayed every defender around him. He scored two goals in five minutes. <laughs> like, he played pass. 87 minutes. He had eight of 17 of our shots. He had almost half of Atletico shots for the whole game. That's dumb. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Including both goals. Like, what the fuck, man? Who is this guy? <laughs> no, it's nuts. And it, it, like, like, I mean, like you're saying, like, just running rampant. Like, he was on a warpath. And, you know, all the, the, the. How many good chances did he have before finally bearing one? I mean, I remember even, I think, in the opening five or six minutes, you know, he was basically through on goal and with a little better finishing would have had a goal already it was just yeah. he was constantly involved in everything um yeah he was always a threat for like the entire game yeah, when he got the exactly. ball so like the and, entire I, game. And, and i think that's the one thing that i love about when balu plays like he plays especially in the, the latter half of the season is when he gets the ball it's like i feel and i'm sure everyone else in the dub feels comfortable that he's not gonna fuck around and lose it like yeah. Exactly. Either he's going to make a good play to someone else or he's going to make a drive to the box and take a shot. So, yeah. you know what? Like, hats off, Baloo. Keep doing exactly what you're doing. You're constantly on this list. I think he's been on this list the longest. I think he's like, this is like, what, his fourth or fifth week on our, on our standouts? You love to see it. Yeah. So you love he's to see uh, it. perennially on here. My, my um, question for you. I yeah. got a little bit of a mailbag question. Early mailbag. <laughs> Shoot the clock, Johnny. Um, I think it might to be an okay. His first one's a half question. Is it this is this is Baloo's best game? Yeah, this yes, season. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Is this like this probably cracks top five, maybe even top three performances in Atletico Ottawa history? Would you say yes. that? Yeah, I would. I would definitely say that. I mean, I think you know Wachowski's goal aside, I think the team played better today than I've seen them play in a lot of previous games, even this season. Yeah. Um, I would argue our best game this season was definitely the away game v York um, yeah. because that was just like a completely one-sided affair. This one was a yeah. little more back and forth. Um, yeah. I don't really blame Nathan for not saving that 
free kick from Wachuski because, like, I mean, the ground was very waterlogged, and like you yeah. could see when it skipped across the ground or the turf, I was like, "Fuck!" Like was, <laughs> as soon a, as it, it was, yeah. as soon as it hit the turf, I was like, "Ah, oh, this is going in for sure." It had kind of freak bounce written. Yeah, all over. exactly. So, um, yeah, I would I would say this is probably a top three atletical performances in, in the franchise history for sure. I'm, but I mean, like Baloo Tabla, like is that the best game you've seen of someone in the red and white stripes in our history? Oh man, that is you a, know. Um, that's why I'm like top five, top three. I mean, it's it's hard. It's, I would it was say probably top insane. top five, top five. Because I yeah. mean, I think we've seen some crazy strong performances from um, the likes of like Ollie Bassett. Um, I think we've seen some really really good stuff from Drew Becky and Diego Espeo. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't want to discount those guys, but I do think yeah, yeah, you're right. This is probably one of Baloo's probably one of the franchise's best performances by a single player. It was nuts. Yes. It was nuts. Yes, it was. So talking about standout players, obviously he's there. Um, you know, there's a couple, like, like we said, there's a lot, there's a lot, but I think, you know, there's, there's definitely a big three. Yeah. Yeah. So I would Baloo say. And, and, you know, from the front all the way to the back. So there is. Uh, yeah. Who's, yeah. Who's I would say, um, Abdu Sissoko. Yeah. He had a great, great game in the middle working with both the offense and the defense. I think yeah. he, you know, he was basically floating in like kind of a six-eight position, and he thrived in the middle. And I don't know if it's because of the the, the makeup of players, um, because we had Carl on the left this time, and then we had Neba directly behind him in the middle yeah. with Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Neba had a good game too, but like and yeah. Sissoko, he was just solid. Seventy-one percent accurate passes, created two chances. <laughs> he won a hundred percent of his aerial duels. So you know what, like. I think he's the, the main reason we were able to kind of control the central one third of the field. Created two chances while also having those incredible defensive stats is mm-hmm. is stupid. And I mean, yes. obviously, obviously, that perfect tackle in the middle of the pitch, when the perfectly weighted pass out to Baloo for that first for the assist that first goal was yep. like, this is the type of player. I had hoped we'd signed when we announced uh, when we announced Suzoko's signing, and, and it's 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 tough because we talk about it each week. Sometimes Suzoko plays extremely coldly, and I think yeah. that this was probably one of his hotter games of the entire season. Yeah, and it's funny because remember we were talking about how it might have been a formation thing, and maybe he doesn't do good as a six in front of a back three, but he did the good as a six in front of a back three today. So yeah, that that was <laughs> on my part that was a dumb uh, that was a dumb analysis. But uh... Uh, I mean, it was just like I, I think it was John in your defense. It was I think it was more of a question. You were like, is uh, it because of the formation? Because <laughs> I don't got the no other answers. <laughs> Um, but for me, like, man, uh, I rewatched the game today and that turn mm-hmm. he took on Bitar at 77 minutes, yeah. he, he basically like missed the first tackle. So he like mm-hmm. went to challenge Bitar, Bitar dribbled around him. And yeah. then he like turned and jockeyed him from the back yeah. until he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, uh, Diego or Neba that was, a, were able to kind of just get enough of a touch on the ball to put it back to Sissoko. And mm-hmm. then he cleared it out. And I was like, yeah. man, like, that's the kind of play you want. You want someone to like... <laughs> get burned and then immediately be like, nah, <laughs> like chased him back yeah. to like the 18. Everything so. about that was so goddamn veteran. Yes. And I mean, yeah. that's the type of shit that you want when you sign a player like him. It was. Uh, yes. Yep. Yep. So, um, and then, yeah, yeah. If we're working our way back. Talk about um, veterans. Um, yeah. Carl Howarth, my God, <laughs> he had, uh, just an incredible game. Not only did he like, step in you know into the captain's armband like there was no change in our formation and no yeah. change in our captaincy but 
Um, you know, I think he, I would say he was probably instrumental in almost every play down the right side of the pitch. He had a touch or he had a movement that like drew a defender off of whoever had possession of the ball. It was, um, well, this thing is how do, how do you slot into left back? You know what I, I mean? Like Carl you are Howard. traditionally <laughs> a right back, right back, right winger, sometimes up front. And then all of a sudden he hits left back and you're like, why are you still this good? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, and not only that, he had six recovery's. Six. So, like, that's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he, but the thing is, is that he's also... he's. I didn't realize he was that versatile. He switched to right back when uh, we made a change uh, with the defensive shape, and he just slotted right back over on that side, too, as, yeah. as if he was watching that side the whole game and knew what he had to do when he switched back over there. Yeah, I kind of feel like Carl is like the Swiss Army knife of, like, Atletico. It's like plug-and-play wherever we need him. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that's just it. And I think that it's so important for a team to have at least one player that fills that role and mm. can kind of float around where you need them because you know when you once you start looking at injuries or guys that need a break or guys that are on yellow card accumulation or whatever it sucks when you don't have a deep enough bench to fill those spots but carl can basically play wherever so we've (laughs) got we've got a few we've got a few and the the good good thing about that is like if i'm thinking of this formation and if carl wasn't going to play left back you'd probably see acosta float over to left back and then Carl would be playing probably the right back. But then who's going to be the third CB? There's exactly. a reason why Becky was on the bench. Probably uh, when he went off with that injury in the last game, he didn't want to put too many minutes into his legs this week. So he's like, you know what? I can rest Drew Becky because I trust Carl Howarth to play over at left back. And I, and, I, and it's funny because like I would consider them like it, it's almost like they're both like just like these like old older veterans that are like yeah. holding the team together <laughs> yeah. like they're like a father figure on the field <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> keeping these like antoniucs in check you know <laughs> yeah. um but honestly honestly carl howarth had an incredible game um and to, and to me like just showing kind of the type of person he is during the goals he he ran immediately ran over the dub was giving us like you know as much as much energy as we were giving him uh and then after the game he like basically like went on social media and like pumped our tires a bunch um thanking us for like you know obviously staying and cheering during that you know monsoon that happened um but to me it's just carl's just a class act i think he's he's a good good all-around player and also just like a good uh good person in general yeah i mean that was was, yeah for for sure i mean he went on social media uh, drew becky went on social media as well i mean that's that's proper uh captain shit right there exactly and i and i also do think like low-key they love (laughs) they they love the dub both those of course they love it of course they love it i mean there's a real like he's on like malcolm shaw also does the same thing Mm -hmm. on the on the on on the twitter show note the supporters groups and stuff they love the dub they love the love they get and we love the love they send back and you know it just it it, it makes it even better when like they're your best players as well yeah exactly (laughs) that that also makes it really nice makes it that Um, much sweeter so honorable those are the big three of many who is your honorables um i would say i I liked seeing alaman out there yesterday it's nice to see him have an impact when normally he's the ghost a little bit but this time this time i think he had great reads of the ball he was positioned properly Mm -hmm. he had 89 percent pass accuracy which obviously like helped our attacking you know force a lot but that like oh man that pass to balu when he scored his second goal i was just like man it was like a no look outside of the foot 
pass directly yeah. to Baloo's foot. And I was yeah, like, oh, my God. Pa- yeah. <laughs> and it was perfectly timed, too, because, yeah. I mean, Baloo was basically friggin'. He was right there. One there is, on well, it, Yeah, exactly. And there was an argument to be made by some people that, like, he was offside. Yeah. But I don't. I honestly don't think he was. And I also trust Joey because Joey sent me his, v, v, he calls it the VAR report where he breaks down. <laughs> he, he sends me, like, a, like a segment where he breaks down, yeah. basically, like, plays that, like, were questionable calls or whatever. When we went like, to VAR, yeah. Yeah, and, and he he is insistent and adamant that it was not offside, so I trust him. Well, there you go. <laughs> and you know what? Since since we don't have VAR, uh, if you have to live through situations where you don't get pens that you should have gotten... Uh, exactly. Sometimes you got to deal with maybe so, getting, you know a, getting a goal if it, if it even was a hair offside, which exactly. it wasn't. No, it was not. Um, <laughs> and, and then, I mean, I'm going to talk about him just a little bit here, and I'm sure you want to gush about him too. Uh, Owen Antonio. Yeah. So he obviously had his debut with uh, Atletico yesterday, and when I so <laughs> I saw him, I, I took my daughter to like the soccer camp thing that was going on for the team, yeah. and got some photos with him, whatever. And he was there, and I was like, "Who is this child? <laughs> like, he's so he's like five six or something. He's, he's very so small." small. And yeah. I was like, "Oh, okay." And so when he came in the field, like not gonna lie, I was a little worried. <laughs> I was like, well, "This dude's gonna get dirt napped by somebody out there." I think, yeah. um, but. <laughs> Man, he's fast on his feet. Like, holy shit. Um, and to put in perspective, like, he played eight minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Eight minutes. Yeah. He had eight touches, six ground duels. He won four of them. Uh, and it had a great header. And he drew three fouls, one of which should have been a pen. So, like, you how, know what? How, how do you win four ground duels in eight minutes? <laughs> I don't know. But well, he well, did ma- it. <laughs> most players don't do that in a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I am so stoked to see what this what this yeah. guy's gonna do like honestly i Me think too. he was such a good addition to the team mm-hmm. um whoever scouted him obviously was doing their homework but um I'm, i think i speak for everybody out there just seeing eight minutes of him was like it's like a little you know you get a little teaser you yeah. know it's like when they release like a trailer but it's just a teaser trailer like that's mm-hmm. what we got we got like an eight minute like here's what he's like and yeah. i think that when we see him start to put on more and more minutes which also will be great for our under 21 minutes uh, will the dirty <laughs> word it will be fantastic for under 21 yes minutes. yes so i think he, he was a great signing and honestly yeah. owen like keep it up out there we want to see more of that that was that was excellent you know what else is going to be really good for under 21 minutes? And I'm going to throw this as an honorable mention here as well as uh, Zach, is seeing Zach Waugh make so Waugh. many yep. more appearances starting. Yep. He's, I mean, he's kind of like when Bohus first started uh, started starting. It's like, man, like there's there's a really great footballer in here. He's he's pretty raw, but there's a lot of raw talent in there. Well, and honestly, like even Bohus had a, had a pretty decent game. So Bohus had a great game, and he and he played pretty much uh, like almost like how much did he play? He played almost the whole game. I'm pretty sure almost the whole game. I, actually, I don't even know if he got subbed off to be quite honest. Oh no, he did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did when um when they did that triple sub near the end. The big yes, defensive, yeah, yeah. So he played almost almost the whole game, racked us yeah. up some minutes, and and yeah. played well. So I so I look at you know when we when we talk about around 21 minutes, we're talking uh, Zachariah Bohus. Um, and Owen Antoniuk and, yeah. and Zach Waugh. Yeah. And all three of them could easily be in a starting position, in my in my opinion. And two of them were <laughs> at, exactly. in the last game. <laughs> yeah, it's good, to, it's good to see them coming into their own um, in this situation, obviously, when we start, need to start doing some rotation as well, whether, you know, yellow card accumulation starts happening later in the season, things like mm-hmm. that, or players getting injured. And, I mean, I know we've got, like, at least two that haven't uh, been around for the past couple of weeks because yeah. of injury. Um, especially the fullback position. So seeing Zach Waugh really make his stake his claim as a starter is relieves a lot of stress. Yes, and that's I something suppose. we love. 
to have yeah. is not be stressed out every it's time our team stressed. plays. <laughs> Speaking about stress, let's talk about uh, who dis oh, the small p- bits of disappointment in an otherwise fantastic day. Um, yeah, Brian Wright. Um, and I feel like out there, some people are like, "Well, oh, we're picking on him," but like, my God, like I, I just think he's. Like, we talked about it. He had he had, he hasn't consistently played poorly he had a couple good games we talked about it i think he was benched for a game or a game and a half and then he came back and had a pretty decent game mm-hmm. and then now he's kind of back to his old rhythm um there's a few times out in the field where i was just like oh my god dude like can you actually try and get the ball like don't just give up when you lose possession like um yeah. but i just think yeah i think he's struggling to find a spot he played 74 minutes one shot he only got 16 touches 16 he played That's almost the enti- he played 74 minutes that's not o- good. Owen Antoniak played eight, and he had four. T- <laughs> and he had eight touches. <laughs> like, yeah. So. And the thing, and the thing is, is that Owen also came on to uh, play up top. Yep. And he, he came on for for Baloo. He didn't come on for Brian, but he came to play up top in the t- uh, in the the, the two striker position, and got half the amount of touches as Brian did in eight minutes. Yeah, well, and and so to me, that's like a little bit worrying. Yeah. Um, he only won thirty three percent of his ground duels. One of two successful dribbles. Like, man, I like I hate what, like, that he's on this list so often. Yeah. But I mean, I'm like, well, what do we do with him at this point? Like, yeah. Maybe some more. We, we put Shaw in for him or Antonio even for a couple games. Like, I just I don't think he has what we need in that position right now, especially if we're playing something like a five-three-two, which we were during this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's <clears throat> especially if, if you're going to if your pair, your striker pairing is going to be with blue tablet. It's like, OK, your job essentially is to be in an open position in the box where a ball can make it to you should your services be needed. Basically. Mm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So and if you're not going to be that clinical fox in the box poacher, then you got to get someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true. Basically, your job. Speaking of that, you know who's the, you know the other one on this list as well is Vlad Morgrega. Vlad the Chad. Um, so he he did only play 16 minutes. So like grain of salt, I will give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But zero, he played 16 minutes, no shots, zero t- or seven touches, mm-hmm. and he only won 25 percent of his ground duels, mm-hmm. and he was stripped twice of the ball. So like. Ugh. I mean, well, it's, it's you can see him get stripped of it, or he'll get tackled, and then he'll go down pretty softly looking for the foul, and then the foul wouldn't be called, and it was all all for naught. And it's it's when I see him do that, it may it, it it makes me think of of late you know late period Diego Costa when uh, here's a striker that yeah. you send on quite late in the game to basically rattle the opponents, waste a bunch of time, and maybe pop up with a goal. If possible, and but I'm like, like okay, that's the if part that's, that we're missing, the last if part. That's, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, if that's his function, then you know, fine. And you know, it kind of is because he, you know, he gets he actually gets yellow cards quite often. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes down quite easily for fouls. He time wastes. He kicks the ball away. Like he does all of that shit. But like, man, if you're not if you're not putting goals in, in the net, goal like, every now none and then, of that like, matters in my yeah. opinion. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm wrong on this, um, but like, I, again, I rewatched the game today and I really didn't like him. Like he fucking flipped out on Bose 
when he like he narrowly missed oh, that shot and i was when like, he wanted the pass to come to yeah. him yeah and so like i get it you know what if you're a player out there and you're like oh i was in the right position right time whatever yeah but i also don't fault zachariah Bahus from taking that shot because i'm like yeah. man he had a clear chance so like whether he passed or shot like it was his call he made the call to take the shot mm-hmm. and it didn't go in but that doesn't mean you should like get angry at your teammates like he didn't yeah. even help him up and i was like man it's like almost like i don't want it to become a trend with 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 Vlad because like I look at what happened with the PK with Ollie when he scored his first goal of the season Mm -hmm. um, and they had that kind of altercation I'll call it in in the box so I just I see I'm starting to see a trend with Vlad and I'm really Mm -hmm. I just want him to get on board with the team mentality and I don't think he's there yet yeah it's it's interesting because I mean you see things like uh, you know, dancing to the chance, and obviously the chant was his name, so he's going to be excited about it. But uh, also coming over to the dub and hitting the drum yeah. after the game, and like yeah, and again, he was at the he was at the soccer camp over the yeah. weekend, yeah, he was. stuff like that, yeah. right? So like, I know but I felt he, kind of, actually sidebar, I felt kind of bad because like of course it was like Nathan Ingham and like a bunch like and Vlad and like a bunch of players, and it was right after the four nothing loss because you know mm. it's the week in between or whatever. And like I went up and I was like, hey, like my daughter, big fan, like we're both you know whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> And Nathan was like, uh, I was like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm Patrick, I host a podcast. And Nathan was like, oh, I know. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I hope that's good. <laughs> but I was like, but literally like the week before on the podcast, I had like kind of shit talk Nathan yeah. uh, a little bit. Well, and again, nothing. So, I mean, nothing we say here is like, I'm not doing this to be malicious or anything, but yeah. you know, there is, I, I, I'll say a little bit of, uh, I, I think. I would feel the same way if someone was like, yeah, this fucking played like shit. Oh, <laughs> like, sure. no, he's like armchair shit. coaches or whatever. But, yeah. but, uh, but it was, it was kind of funny because he's like, oh yeah, I know. And I was like, oh God, oh, I, I hope that's good. I've, I, I, I heard you were talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, are we about to have a Donnybrook in the parking lot? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, as, as, as much as we, uh, uh, appreciate them, sometimes the things can be up and down. I'm sure they appreciate that, uh, you know, a, a podcast is not going to be interesting if it's not honest. Yeah, that's, that's what true. People like tuning in and listening to, right? So that's what hot takes are all about. Yeah, we do our jobs, and ours doesn't require running. That's true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah. Honestly, outside of those two, and again, I think neither of them were like an exceptionally poor p- performance. I just think that they were kind of like uh, not that not as good as everyone else. It was almost more invisible than like actively poor. I yes. would say. Yeah, because if you look at like the Edmonton team, like there was a lot of them out there that were actively poor. <laughs> yeah, like, no, aside for sure. from I guess Bitar and <clears throat> maybe one other, the rest of them yeah. were shit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. not too um, bad. So yeah. uh, and obviously, you know, to, to not continue being negative, but areas for improvement. Obviously, this finishing. is where we talk about finishing. Finishing. <laughs> God, we need to finish better. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah, well, I, this is what I was getting about with the, with the shot stats. So like we said, 17 total shots, 14 of them inside the box. That's really cool. You're like, oh, man, you're getting into the good shooting positions. But think about this, is that only six of them were on target. Of the ones that were off target, of the 11 shots that were off target, um, sorry, of the, of the 11 shots yeah, that weren't on target, only three of them were blocked. Eight of them were just off target. Mm-hmm. Like, if you get all those shots and, you know, they're bl- a bunch of them are just blocked, you're like, okay, they were a defensive team. I just, you know, we, we maybe shot from a little far out or we were a little too trigger happy, da-da-da-da. Like, you straight up had eight shots off target and they had one. Yep. 
It's like so, like there's there well, times uh, when you know you try to get a curler and it goes over, or it hits the post, or it's it's or it just. I was, the I was really I was really like, sad man. that that like that, I don't know if you saw that like toss like it was pissing rain like real bad, and there was that uh, I'm trying to think who kicked it, but like up and over the goalie, and then it just happened to go like maybe a foot wide of the net. I was Howarth, yeah. Howarth, yeah. And I was like, I was like, cut oh, him off his line from far out. Yeah. If that went in, that would have been you know incredible, and it's funny because that would have hit all the all the highlights of the of the one soccer highlights, and people would be like. Like, what's with this rain? (laughs) (laughs) Man, the footage, though, if you've seen, like, I mean, obviously, like, Aletti posted a bunch of stuff on their Instagram, their Twitter. Um, CCSG's posted a bunch of stuff, but, like, the weather was insane. I haven't seen it rain that hard, I don't think, before ever in my life. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it was uh, was good. But, yeah, finishing has got to – it was, though, I have to give credit where credit's due. It was nice in the second half because I feel like we were more on target – and, you yeah. know, even if it was the Blue Tablet show, like, I think the team themselves play, like, put more shots on target in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, obviously, because the second half was when the weather started clearing up, too, right? Yeah. So it, it, it is possible that we could chalk a decent amount of these off target shots to, uh, the fact that no one could see more than 10 feet in front of their face. Yeah. Why <laughs> the game wasn't, like, called for a rain delay is mind blowing to me. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. In the obviously delay of kickoff, delay of second half kickoff, you know these these things made sense. But I mean, you're absolutely right. Like rain delay in the middle of the first half probably would have been a good uh, decision. It was. I mean, that being said, like the dub embraced the shit out of it. Like at one point when the clouds were rolling in, they started to like rain is coming, rain is coming, rain, <laughs> rain. <laughs> and then when it started to started to rain, people like obviously in the in the stands because TD places open for like most of it, started going up under the awning. Yeah. And and uh, and the chance started like, is there a fire drill? Yeah. Is yeah. there a fire drill? <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. A chant that's yeah. normally used to uh, shit on away fans for leaving early. Yeah, like <laughs> you shit on your on, own like, fans. Like, fans hey, for why not are you sitting and being miserable in a fucking rainstorm? Get back out here. Yeah, we're we're all out here. Why aren't you? But yeah, uh, yeah it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Amazing. So I mean, obviously, that's that's a freaking moment of the match right there uh, for that's you. True. That's true. That's true. Um, I mean, I I gotta say, it's that five minutes where Blue scored twice. Um, and the best part about that was like it was just enough time for Bryce to inflate Wally the T Rex. So I was st- <laughs> I was standing like three rows back, and all I hear is this like it was like a noise like, and I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? Like, what? It's annoying. What, what is that noise? Now? What and now? then I, and then I look down and I see this like slowly growing T-Rex. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, he's coming into the game at like 60 whatever, 69, 70 minutes. And then it was funny cuz like as soon as he as soon as it got inflated and he started like waving it back and forth yeah. was was when Baloo scored a second goal. Scored a second one, yeah. <laughs> it was like perfect timing. I thought uh, that was the funniest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> watch, watch, the, watching that and then seeing yeah, it cuts to the T-Rex and then uh Nigel Reed mentions, <laughs> "Oh, and the, by the way, the the the, the Wally the T-Rex dinosaur is, also... is Wally." As I have been uh note uh, someone that noted to me uh, yeah, even Wally's excited last, for the last, goal. <laughs> yeah, the last time I did, uh, uh, I, I commentated one of these games. They told me the name of the dinosaur, and yeah. after the goal, <laughs> yeah, the supporters are gonna love it, and Wally the dinosaur is surely going to love it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so excellent, excellent timing. Um, and I, I have to give Billy credit, man. His, I love. First of all, I love his new goal celebration. It's excellent. Um, so for those of you that didn't see it. I mean, basically, he 
scored the goal and then immediately waved off like the other ATO players who were obviously like wanted to come like hug him or whatever. He waved them off and then ran right to the dub and like bowed. Did the bow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, bro. I was like, that is iconic. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is very iconic. And um, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see that uh, five more times this season. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, it was iconic. I can't wait to see it more. Um, but who better to hear it from than uh, than Balu himself? Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Listen to this. Three words to describe this win. Uh, the fans. That's the only word I can say. They motivate us. So that's why uh, I can score. <laughs> Thank you. The fans. Don't <laughs> the you love? Fans. Hear, don't you love hearing that, man? Holy shit! We talk about uh, uh, talk about how much the players love us as much as we love them, and you know. Yeah, and but again, I think that we really endeared ourselves to them by like just like living in that crazy rainstorm and just being like, well, I guess I'm just going to be completely soaked. That's just (laughs) life now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is where I live now. What's uh, what am I going to do about it? This is where we live now. Um, But yeah, so that's definitely my my moment of the match. Um, There is, I would say, like a runner-up was probably either. I was uh, I was up with Thomas uh, Thomas losing his mind at some of the calls in like the most angry British football hooligan ways possible. Like at one point, uh, I don't know, it was a, was a, it was a tackle or no, it was a pen. It was a, shouldn't have been a pen. And Thomas like was freaking out and like er, like there's a bunch of people behind us that were like, who is this guy? And he <laughs> threw his hat up like eight rows of stairs. <laughs> like, he was so angry. <laughs> So it was it was pretty good. Actually, um, throwing the hat is what sends me into orbit because I yeah. mean, you know, we all, we all slam our hat on our knee or freaking yeah. slam it on the ground or something, or really want to throw it, but we don't. But actually throwing it with a <laughs> very real possibility that you're never going to see that again. <laughs> yeah. So so it was either that or I mean, uh, the photos afterwards and, and seeing Bryce with his signs, um, like yeah, he had two sided signs that had the lyrics yeah. to like "Come on, you boys and stripes." That song. To the chant, yeah. And no, so he was just doing it to like the other sections to get them involved. He's so, brilliant. He's and brilliant. and actually Eddie at one point went down and MDO'd the section next to us. So there oh, was yeah. like, yeah, it was really neat. Um, That's so but uh, it was good. Honestly, he actually, and Bryce actually also made me a going away sign because for those of you who are listening, I'm moving soon. Um, and it said, so long, Patty. But in behind those letters was the letters GTFO. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Bryce, for that. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, the sentiment. Patty, but, yeah. um, also but, uh, but yeah, so it, honestly, the, the whole dub experience, every time I go there, I think it's, you know, I've, I think I've seen it all. I think yeah. I've, I've sat in the best you know, game with the dub. Um, we went on the road trip, so that was like amazing. And then yeah. this time it was like, and there was a moment where I just like looked around. Everyone was soaked. Every no half the half the dub didn't have shirts on, yeah. and like and everyone's just like giving it. <laughs> and you're just like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. what is happening right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's funny because I saw video footage from that. Like, there's a big tower at the end of TD Place mm-hmm. with a bunch of condos in it, and I saw yeah. video footage where they were like. The zoomed in on the dub and it was like you could hear us so loudly the echo it's very <laughs> funny because you can also see the the sheer amount of people that are huddled under the concourse mm. and because i mean I, i've i've been one of those people before you know the rain comes out and um this is back in the fury days that near the end of the fury days when the sort of the uh, the supporters groups were getting kind of dicked around a bit by uh by the the team ownership so it wasn't as strong and they weren't even on that side of the pitch or on the other side of the pitch so there was really nothing in South Sand that was keeping people from 
going into the concourse. You yeah. know, it would be empty down there. But then to see that, yes, there was lots of people that went to the concourse, but the sheer amount of people that stayed. Yeah, and not just again, not incredible. just not just folks in the dub. There was a fair amount yeah. of people. You know, I would say over definitely over half that just like stayed in their seats. We're like, yeah. all right, we're gonna we're getting wet. Like, <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. So excellent turnout for the speaking of those year. people. This is yeah. the part of the show when uh, we hear from them. So let's hear yeah, it. Heard enough from us. Now let's, let's hear, hear from you. CCSG mailbag. And with that, it is the mailbag. <laughs> This is the segment, uh, Johnny just cracked a beer, so you know what time it is. (laughs) Uh, This is a segment of the podcast where we take questions, comments, concerns, hot takes, um, you know, jokes, whatever you want to send to us. Uh, We put it in this big bag that we have. And, uh, you know, Johnny and I give you guys the opportunity as members of CCSG. It's a Carhartt, by the way. Oh, it is. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. If you recall, (laughs) Uh, but it's where we give you guys the opportunity to have your say. Um, And it's one of the benefits of being in CCSG is you get your own section of the podcast just for you. Get into it. Let's do it. it. We got some really good ones this time too. We have a lot. So let's go for it. Um, I'm going to, I'll shoot you the first one because this is Mm -hmm. a good one. After seeing the impressive performances of our fullbacks, especially Howarth, does Tiso get his starting spot back next week? Um, I'm going to say probably, mm-hmm. um, but I'm basing that on the fact that we're going to have some players back that are now no longer on yellow card accumulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Carl in the formation with a full player set is better as a sub in than as a start from scratch winger on the side where Tiso plays. Mm-hmm. Do I have concerns about Maxime Tiso? Yeah, I think everybody does. Um, he puts on some good games and he drops some stinkers sometimes. Um, but I'm hoping that, you know, maybe he could work with Carl or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I do think Tiso comes back into the lineup. Um, I think Carl stays kind of as a, as a ringer to bring in and close out a game or whatever. <clears throat> um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's where I'm at on it. And again, that's an incredibly hot take. I have no clue what's actually going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do think Tiso comes back and, and starts again, at least for the game against the Wanderers. And yeah. then depending on how that goes, you know, maybe Carlos will make some adjustments. Yeah, well, I mean, especially because, uh, you know, the uh, Halifax hasn't played really wide this, the no. same way that Edmonton doesn't. So, I mean, if we stick with that three at the back, you know, throwing... Two- Tiso back in the left is probably what's going to happen. And I mean, even just in general terms, I mean, he's the guy that started, has started all season and on base probably only didn't start because of a suspension. Yeah. And, you know, that was the week of rest that he probably needed that he's crying out for. So, I mean, it, it, it does all signs point to, um, to him being back. Yeah. Probably. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Yep. We'll see. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the old double barrel with these two yep. questions. Cause they're basically related. Yeah. Um, so why is Tabla our best goal scorer whilst also being a weak finisher on? And on that note, Tabla has quite had quite a few chances before getting his goals. Do we just accept that he needs a few chances to score uh, at forward or needs a few chances to score forward and should therefore always have him up top to stack his numbers? <clears throat> uh, I love him playing up top. So I would, I would agree with that part of it. At least I think him being up top on the left side was just, murder like it was ridiculous <laughs> and I think he can cause problems for most teams in the league in that position um it's it's funny because like the law of numbers it's like okay yes you are you could you could say that he could maybe is a bit of a weak finisher when you see how often you know some of them go off target or some of them are right at the keeper or something like that but 
I would like to point out how incredible the finish on especially that second goal was. Yeah. I am a massive slut for the outside of the foot Travella. Yeah. And, <laughs> and him banging that with his right foot to beat the keeper at his near post. I was like, Well, the oh best part is it goodness. went in off the keeper too. And I love yeah. that. I love it. Cause it's like, <laughs> oh, you got a piece of it, but not enough. A little extra fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's amazing. A little middle finger to the keeper. <laughs> yeah. But beating the keeper at his near post twice, once with each foot. Yeah. It's a bit of is a bit of a masterclass in finishing and he's such so, a, he's so he's so good he's so good <laughs> so you can call, like you can call it weak finishing i suppose because yeah with law you 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 could call it um inconsistent finishing i suppose which can be considered weak but i mean it's funny because when it's on it's fucking on yeah and, it sure <laughs> is but the reason he's our best goal scorer while also being a weak finisher is because our none of our strikers are are really f- uh, clicking at all this season nor have they been ever uh, this that's season. why, bro. That's so, why I'm on the. That's, that's why I'm on the Owen train. I'm on the Owen Antonia train. Yeah. So I mean, the Antonia Express. That's yeah, what I'm on right now. Been stepping up. And yeah, when you say, is he the one of those that needs a lot of chances to score? And should we stick him up top? Yeah, I think so. Why not? <laughs> Just to give him all of the balls. Well, do it. We we've proven that we don't really need him on the wings anymore. No. You know no, I mean? with, yeah, with I guess of... that makes, yeah, you, you make a good point because I think we have shaped the team a little bit differently where we're now using like the, the up and down wingbacks. Um, Tiso is effective when he's on. Yeah. And then, you know, you've got Carl on the right a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So you're right. Yeah, maybe we don't need Tablet because he can do that job. But mm-hmm. I think that if we want to start racking up a goal, a goal differential, we're, yeah. we need to keep him high. So I would yeah. agree with you there. For sure. Um, based on the weather from the weekend, which is better, the dub when it's dry but hot or the dub when it's downpouring? Um, I'm going to say, I'm a, I don't know how controversial this would be, but I'm going to honestly say downpouring. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> because I think we got a taste of the dub. It was like 40 degrees. It was so humid for like the first 20 minutes and everyone yeah. was just like and we put baking, out, we even put out the, the uh, we put out the weather warning on the CCSG account as well. It's funny. It's going to be hot. Make sure you drink a lot of water. And then you got dumped with like the most water you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, basically. And it was like, it was funny because I had, uh, I had my daughter, my daughter with me. And so I obviously brought a bunch of sunscreen. Yeah. So like, I, and of course no one else in the dub brought sunscreen for some reason. <laughs> so it like got passed around and so everyone had just put on all this sunscreen. And then 10 minutes later, it was like, like yeah. downpour. So yeah, yeah. it was completely wasted. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I only preferred it downpouring because of seeing how hyped everyone got, even yeah. when it was pissing rain, you know, we're, we're hyped, well, we're hyped yeah. normally. And then like, now yeah. it's like a hardship that we have to go through together. Yeah. Well, I mean, it can be a good cool off. And that's what, that's what Thomas said to me. He's like, it really gal, like I mentioned earlier, it really galvanizes the crowd. It's like, all right, we're the ones that stuck around for this. We are going to absolutely go ham because we made the decision to, uh, stay out here. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, um, controversial downpouring. I would prefer, even though I really don't like the rain, but you know what, whatever, here we are. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. All right, next one. Um, uh, I'm going to shoot this one to you as well. I'm going to give you the old uh, double barrel one without Go getting into without getting into who the opponent was because obviously the Eddie's going to be issues for everyone. Was this our best home display of the 2022 season? Ambitious, free flowing attacking football with some wonderfully worked attacking phases whilst defending comfortably, limiting them to pod shots from range. Was this yeah? Was this our best home display of 2022? Um, yes, I would say so. Um, I think that the the game against Pacific is the runner-up. Yeah. Um, but I would say this is probably 
the best performance we've seen at TD Place from from the boys. Um, The game against Pacific, to me, is more important for the foundational aspect of what it did for the CCSG and the players together um, because I felt like that game really gelled us and them into, like, this one unit that now we cheer, they play, and then we come together to celebrate. Um, And then this game was just more of of that. You Mm -hmm. know, we're growing that relationship, so... They're they're great for different reasons, but I do think that this is probably the best performance we've seen so far at TD Place from from Atletico. Yeah, I mean, you talk about like foundational, and I would say even foundational, like style wise, like I, even in the first two wins. Yeah, because that was the that first category. time we saw. That was the first time we saw four one four one, right? Was it the Pacific game? Possibly. I think I it was. Yeah, because I think but, we had um, just switched from four four two, which we all hated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, but because yeah, especially when we look at like the first two games, obviously we won them. But um, that was a sort of building a foundation type of thing as well. It's like two one nil wins. One of them was a pen. Uh, it was very defensively strong, but attacking not very. And, yeah. and and Pacific, you know, we ended up getting the two goals. But this one is probably when they say especially best like attacking display at home of the season. That's probably that would probably be the case. Yeah, I yeah, and I I, I also think um, part of the reason, and again, this is going to tie in, I think, to the next question a little bit. Part of the reason I think we played so effectively against Edmonton is we are a, very good at shutting down narrow teams mm-hmm. with our defensive line. So yeah. unless a team can really spread our defense, like it's a it's a essentially a brick wall. Yeah, they scored a free kick, fluky goal or whatever. But up until that point, like our, our defense was untouchable. I was going to say, don't and, mention wall, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Free kick wall match. Yeah, yeah, really. And the worst part is, I think the last time we talked about free kick walls was Blue Tablet ducking his head and us <laughs> getting scored on. So, yeah, yeah. And now he scored two goals. So you know what? Uh, you know, I guess uh, that's 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 the way it be sometimes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So uh, speaking of the formation, so we obviously we played three at the back and then the two up top with the five three two. Would you keep that going forward, or was it a formation that specially exploited Edmonton's lack of wide play? Oh, one hundred percent exploit. Like I, I, Carlos is not an idiot. I think mm-hmm. he probably watched a lot of game tape of Edmonton, saw how they play, and and picked the formation that works mm-hmm. best against them. Yeah. Do I think we're going to see it more? Yeah, one hundred percent. I think we're going to see it more. I think that we just saw how it can work properly against the yep. narrow team. Yep. It might evolve a little bit, you know, depending on what team we're playing. Mm-hmm. But I, but I think, like for example, if we played against uh, Valor or like use this formation against Valor, or even I mean the Wanderers, not because they don't play wide, but just because they're like not playing well, <laughs> it might give us a little bit more time mm-hmm. to to solidify that as a, an effective formation against teams in the league. Well, it's like if you're playing a team like Pacific or a team like Forge that are just absolutely lethal on the wings, and I mean, we obviously got punished by one of them recently playing three in the back, then yeah, you're going to be like, okay, like next game against Pacific, maybe we don't play three at the back. But I mean, with some teams that don't necessarily play wide, uh, like we said, Halifax or even York, I don't think they play especially no, wide, especially really now right. that Abzi's gone on the back, so they have a lot no. of striking firepower and central midfielder firepower. So maybe this is the way to go. You know, yep. and it was like you said, it just showed how good it can work. Yeah, today for sure. and for sure. and e- and even if only to get more minutes out of Zach Wah as well. I don't. I I think I trust him far more as a uh, on the right side in a five at the back or three at the back than in a four at the back. Yeah, <laughs> you that's know, a good he, point. <laughs> when he has more defensive uh, responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Every team in the top five is fighting for a spot in the playoffs right now. 
what advantages or disadvantages do we have as we battle our way to the top to close out the season? Great question. That is a great question. And it's funny because our ob- one of the obvious answers is what is our disadvantage? The fact that we need to pack in as many under 20 minutes and under 21 minutes as we can, which could oh, yeah. potentially result... And that a, rule. Yeah, which could potentially result in, you know, maybe dropping points because of a potentially weaker lineup because of having to field those players. That's an obvious disadvantage. That's fine. We don't need to talk about it. We've done it a million times. Um, other than that, I don't know if we have a lot of disadvantages, to be quite honest with you. I think we've shown that we are absolutely a playoff contender and the world's yeah, kind of our definitely. oyster. And we can, on, an, on our day, we can beat anybody. So. Yeah. Other than, other than clerical, there's no real disadvantages from our running into the playoffs. No, exactly. And I mean, like if I look at the table right now, we're 18 matches played, nine wins, five draws, four losses. We're currently sitting at a goal differential of one, and we have 32 points tied with Pacific. So we're actually yeah. only under Pacific by two goals and a goal differential. I mean, we're we not have a, do we have a game in hand on them, or is it Cavalry we have a game in hand on? Uh, Cavalry we have a game in hand, and they're okay. one behind us. Yeah, they're fourth. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to talk about Forge's 24 goal differential, but... but um, but getting those three points this week really put us far and away ahead of um, ahead of Valor, which is where we need to be, I think, mm-hmm. because I think if anyone's going to catch us in the playoffs, it may be it, it's either going to be Valor or Cavalry, and we have to stay as far away from them as possible. Well, Valor, especially, and a lot of people have brought this up. Uh, Eddie talks about this a lot as well. It's like Valor can re- are the ones breathing down everyone's necks in the playoffs, and I mean the yeah. playoff positions right now. There's only a split of what th- is, is it three points that separates everybody. Uh, yeah, four? yeah. Forge is thirty-five, and uh, Cavalry in fourth yeah, is 30, 31. So it's thirty-one. Three, okay, it's, there's four, it's four points, points that separate the yeah. playoffs. So I mean, you, know, you we can probably trust that Forge isn't going to slip up. But the other three, you know, if they go through a bit of a rough patch, there's this 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 team from Manitoba just waiting to take that spot, especially if they go on a hot streak. Well, so. but you say you, but you say that, but like I mean, look at Cavalry's most recent five games. Loss, win, loss, loss, loss. So, like, if we talk about a team that's slipping up, you know, to me, that's that's the that's the, um, you know, the the the, lo- the loose string that Valor needs yeah. to pull on if they're planning yeah. on also making the playoffs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yes. So we talked about the celebration. Someone asked, "What do you make of the, the new trademark celebration?" We both I love think it. It's fantastic. It's iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> we want to say, I, it's I already it. iconic. The, the fact that he got to do it twice in a game when 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 busting it out for the first time made it an <laughs> I instant know. classic. It's so good. Instant it was, classic. It was so good, and like yeah. people in the crowd were bowing back to him. Yeah. Like it was it was awesome. I and I didn't it. even notice until the replays that he added the little like sort of shake dance yeah. at the end of it too. Oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Also, yeah, <laughs> and Diego being Diego ran immediately over and was like yeah with this fucking fist <laughs> that guy loves the dub I love he it he does he loves the dub he loves the dub um, Bahus loves the dub you yeah. can tell that when the first ones go over they're like oh someone scored now I get to run over <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part of my day <laughs> um, uh, this one's about uh, An- uh, Antoniuk we already kind of talked about him but uh, based on his performance how much should we expect to see him in the Pacific game um, I think I, I hope Saturday yeah, I I hope we see him I guess more mm-hmm. um than than we have to this point, right? Like yeah. we've we've got Pacific on Saturday, Wanderers the following Wednesday, so like four days later. Um I hope we see him. I hope we see him a little more. I would love to see him maybe play a half. Yeah. See how it goes. Two, I think playing against playing him against Pacific for a half and like testing it out is a good spot. I mean, maybe it would depend on on who Carlos is putting and what formation he's using. Yeah. Um, because I do think Antonio is more 
lethal in a two up than a one up. Like if you put mm-hmm. him there, like we've seen, you know, more Greg has been in that situation a couple times where he, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like we forget we're attacking and we're just like, Oh, we're just going to defend the whole game. Yeah. Uh, and then have one guy just hanging out up at this you know, circle waiting for the ball. <laughs> yeah. So I obviously I don't want to see Antonio go through that. Um, but yeah, I would, I would like to see him for longer than eight minutes is what I'll yeah. say. Maybe like uh, one of those early uh, like sixty minute subs or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool then for like the final kind of thirty minutes. Uh, yeah. I think, and I think he might, you know, be able to bring that bring that heat that we need uh, in the offense, you know, with his f- fresh legs. Well, I mean, you know, being a uh, uh, being a Whitecaps boy, maybe he really wants to get part of that, dar- uh, be a part of that derby, and you know, it's oh, away, yeah, it's in, it's that's away, true. It's, it's at in, Starlight, yeah. yeah, it's at Starlight, so it's going to be in his natural climate. And oh, and against a team that you know he should hate because yep. uh, he's lost to before. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> so maybe we'll see a little bit of redemption. And I would also be okay with us picking up three points on the road. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. We've only we've only been there the once, right? And we drew. I think yep. that's what happened. Uh, yeah, it was a draw. I was pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Anyway, so, I guess we'll see what happens. We'd love to take it over. Um, oh, that'd be so nice. Is there anything more inevitable than Diego Espeo winning a header? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, like name a better duo, like, right? Diego Espeo and winning headers. <laughs> it's dumb, isn't that? Isn't that kid dumb? Like it's it's it's. He uh, he won 100 percent of his his headers this game again. Like, he won 100 percent again. A hundred percent. That's stupid. <laughs> Holy yeah, fuck! It's just—I yeah. mean, talk talk about like consistency and reliability. I mean, the the, the fact that that this this we have this the central center back in the middle of a three that wins every header and has pretty accurate long balls and is the bedrock of a defense. The fact that he's a 19 year old foreigner is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. On loan from Atletico. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and that—I mean—that's not foreigner in you know a derogatory sense. I mean, someone that's just but has never been here before. Nice save, Johnny. Nice save. Yes. No. I mean, basically, you know, international. Someone that's you know has never played in this league before, has never played with any of these people before, and just just comes and starts a running show immediately. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, and I mean, again, I hate falling in love with lone players, but you know, here we are. Too late. Too late. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, Let's talk about Nathan Ingham. Uh, Nathan Ingham has been a major star for the team this year, mm-hmm. but both the Forge game and the, with the one goal against Edmonton, there have been some gaps. Is it a good time to give him a rest and start Melvin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the other one is also the same thing. As, you know, the argument the could time. be made that so – yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the argument could be made that Ingham is uh, on a poor run of form, goals conceded, uh, Forge, Forge, plus then, you should have saved. Yeah. yeah, would you chance bringing Melvin to uh, at this vital point in the season, or put Nate back on top form? I don't. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually going to kind of. I've thought about this so much in the past couple of weeks, and I think <laughs> I'm going to. I'm categorically on the side of I think we continue with Nathan Ingham unless he's injured. It's yeah. too late in the season to make a change like that. And the thing is, is that he doesn't deserve unless Sean Melvin has shown himself to be the number one. At this mm. point, there's no reason to, to take game time away from Nathan Ingham before, like in the run in to the playoffs. Yeah, right? I would agree. Do you think uh, so? So I guess I, here's my mailbag question back to yeah. you. Mailbag response, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll mail you a letter back. Um, yeah. Do you think Melvin gets traded in the off season? Um, is he going to want to leave in the off season? The answer would probably be yes, depending on. Uh, you know what game time he was expecting or yep. what's his is he on a two year or a one year 
I uh, think he's on a. Is it one? Is, I think it's one, one and one actually. It's probably one yeah, with an option for one. So do you think he options or do you? Think I think we would want to option, but he might be like, don't. <laughs> you know, he might, he might, because like here's a, here's a USL Championship starting keeper before he came here. Yeah, I know. Domestic, so like he, like you know, another team. I, I know I've seen on on a, a Discord. I think Halifax fans have been talking about wanting to bring yeah. him in because they're in a bit Ox of a dire keeper section. <laughs> yeah, they're in a bit of a dire keeper situation. So I mean. If he gets an offer like that, you can come in and you will be the number one. I think that will be very hard for him to turn down. Yeah, I would agree. So whether yeah, we see so. him next year, I think it's going to be entirely up to him. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, yeah, you're right. The club probably want to keep him, but they're also not going to force him to stay if he wants to go be a starting keeper somewhere else. It's such a hard situation when, when what, what type of level of keeper you can have as a backup. Yeah, that's why so many of the, so much of the time they're either they're either past their prime and are happy to sort of be a backup because they've already played first choice for a lot of their career, or they're younger ones that are you know sort of being schooled and on yeah. the come up and know that they will start being a one number one later on in their careers. But I mean, Ingham and, and Melvin are both currently in or entering their prime, so yeah. and they're about the same age, so. Yep. I don't, uh, yeah, it's funny saying all that. I also still don't think we should be bringing him as a number one right now. I think we need to keep Ingham in to get, you know, to keep the momentum going into a playoff run. Yeah, the, I, I guess the only way I could see Melvin starting would be, I mean, we've got Pacific on Saturday, definitely no. Wanderers, I mean, depending on how we do, if we would beat Pacific, maybe the Wanderers game because they're on a huge slide right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see him coming in maybe on the 2nd of September when we're playing Edmonton if we pick up enough points in the pre- prior four mm-hmm. games, five games. Yeah, maybe it might be an opportunity <clears throat> where we're not like worried about making the playoffs because right now we're still – it's still a little unclear. Um, yeah. Obviously, Forge is going to make the playoffs for sure. But, like, I think that the other three positions are, are a little more fluid. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one because, you know, I might even counter that and be like, Nathan might say, I don't deserve to be dropped. I don't, I don't, I don't care about, you know, I'm here to, be, to compete for a spot. I'm here to be competitive. I don't appreciate you dropping me just so you can throw this guy a bone or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? I mean and, possibly, but, but, and possibly take me out of form before I need to be back in full form. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but, also, but also it could be the reverse too, because like, I imagine Melvin and, and Ingham train together a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so maybe the, you know, maybe Nathan is okay with, you know, a game, um, you know, going Melvin's way. But like, who yeah. knows? Again, yeah. we're not in the locker room, so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to answer that question. Um, exactly. Johnny says no. Mm-hmm. I say maybe if we have enough points. There you go. <laughs> There's the answer. <laughs> Um, this one's hilarious. I love, okay. I love how it's worded, um, <laughs> but and, but also addresses the real issue too. In the replay after Tablet's first goal, you will notice Brian Wright try and smash the ball into the goal in celebration, but instead he hits the crossbar, even though he was about six yards out from the goal. <laughs> Why can't we finish more of the chances that we create? <laughs> Oh, that's that's delightfully worded. Um, I, I mean, I, I have to say, I remember this moment. I remember laughing out loud because obviously you're in jubilation, but then you also see him run up and smash the ball from right in front of the net, and it pings off the crossbar. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, you can't even finish from there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be worse. You could be Accio and <laughs> smashing the ball out the byline. There's but... just, I mean, that, that is actually an important point, is that as much as we complain about finishing, it all could be worse. 
<laughs> yeah, true. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I we've talked about it to death. I think just finishing needs needs yeah. to be trained out of the trained out of or trained into the guys uh, as they continue practicing this week and getting ready for the weekend. Yeah, it's 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 a tough thing. Um, I mean, I'm not a coach. I'm no, you know haven't been a player in years, but um, it's 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 tough when you think about finishing. Is this something I can train someone to do, or is it just is that what's just comes naturally to you? And that's why you know that's at, just this, it. at yeah. this level you don't have a lot of great natural finishers because if you're a great natural finisher, you're probably going to have already moved up in the ranks in the game yeah. at a younger age because of how naturally good you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. So um, this is a this is an interesting one that I want to think about. Do you think there will be any more signings or roster changes this year, or is how they were, or is this the roster that will be raising the shield or the plate or whatever the fuck it is that we've got? <laughs> but yeah, are we gonna have any more roster changes this year? I don't really know what our our uh, our transfer uh, window situation is. Is it, is it the end of August? Or I think it's of August. Yeah, uh, it's it's regardless, it's soon. Hmm. Um, and I, we just lost Acuna back to school, so there's an empty no. roster spot. Oh, oh no, that's too bad. <laughs> oh, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, Acuna, like, I, I think really we brought him here to give him experience and develop yeah. him. And, you know, when he's done university and he's had some time here in a professional league and he comes back, you know, maybe maybe he puts on a better performance. Maybe he's just off that day. I don't know. Who knows? But, maybe, uh, I mean, maybe he, maybe he runs show in U Sports again this next season and then maybe he becomes comes a stud in, in the draft again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I believe we actually have first option on him because we drafted him if we do want yes. to bring him back on yeah, U Sports next I'm pretty year, sure. So, so yeah, um, so, yeah. I, th- I think this roster is going to be the roster that we run in the playoffs. In and yeah. I mean, I think we have to. I don't think we're going to see any major changes. I mean, whether or yeah. not we sign someone to replace Dacunia, who knows? But I yeah. do think that this is the team we got to run with. Well, it's, it, the thing is, everything is so. Um, I, f- I feel like Owen is like the perfect sort of late season addition, and there aren't yeah. a lot of other sort of positions or types of players that would make much sense. They wouldn't have time to gel. Whereas, you know, you see this kid jump on the, the pitch and looks like he's been there the whole time. You're like, okay, like it's not very easy to find a player like this. So th- this late in the game, it might be a little bit of a risk, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree. I don't really think we bring in someone else. Unless, unless it's just, like, some local kid or something, and we want to give him some uh, first-team uh, training experience or something like that. You know what I mean? As long as he's under 21, I'm down for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Yep. Um, all right, I will hit you with the last question of the mailbag. We actually went through all of them, man. You think it's the last one, but I'm going to hit you with a funny one. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> what was the best moment of the game yesterday, and why was it Sissoko's crunching tackle and first-time assist for Baloo's goal? <laughs> it was nuts. I mean, we, yeah. you know, we, 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 uh, we talked about both of those players, and we talked about that goal, and it was just, ugh, what a great tackle from Sissoko. And then the first time through ball took like three players out of the game, perfectly yeah. weighted. And that's why he is on the team of the week this yep. week as that's well, along with Balu. Yep, so. that's true. That's true. Suzoko and uh, Tabler and are both on the yep. team of the week. Fucking right, get in, boys. Um, okay, so this is a good one. As as you may not know, or you might know, um, Patrick is moving to Latvia mm. very soon. So obviously, he's going to want to continue to be a a footy fan there. <clears throat> of course. So one one listener, I was going to say one reader wants to know. One listener <laughs> would like to know what Optivet Versliga team are you going to support? Ah, uh, yes, the Latvian Higher League, as they would say, Opti-Led <laughs> Versus Liga. Uh, I'm going to support, officially, I, uh, 
I'm announcing to the pod sphere out there right now. You're all, this is the first time uh, I will be supporting Riga FC. Uh, <laughs> Kev said that if you said that, I have to call you a glory hunter. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, in my defense, there's two teams in Riga. Thank you. Okay. Uh, there's Football Escola Riga and, yeah. and Riga FC. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I'm going with Riga FC, because uh, I actually went to an FS Riga game when I was there. Uh, mm. The only reason I'm going with Riga FC is because their training ground is like four minute walk from my apartment so you know they train close i can go watch them and cheer them on the stadium's closer to my apartment so i mean it's convenience these are all yes these are all valid reasons (laughs) and real reasons why anyone would pick a football club so yeah um, so but i will support them while i'm there um but it doesn't stop me from my bleeding heart support for atletico ottawa still watch all the games you'll still hear me on the podcast uh for this season for sure um but yes Riga FC, if you look them up there, it's like a lion logo, but that's my t- that's going to be my team over that's there. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, Kev says you're a glory hunter, but I mean, you take that <laughs> up with him. <laughs> oh, I will. I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah. But, uh, and yeah, sorry for outing you. Normally, these are anonymous questions, but uh, I thought it'd be funnier <laughs> if I got you in a little bit of trouble. So, the <laughs> the dub, we kind of already talked a lot about the dub. Is there a, you know, is there any more um, that you want to add to that? Yeah. You know what? Like, I got to talk about the, the just the passion that you see in the dub. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who's there, anyone who watched on TV, not for a single second of that torrential monsoon downpour did the dub and CCSG stop chanting and bringing it 110%. Like, yeah. They just, they didn't, they didn't stop. They didn't stop. Yeah. You can't stop us. And like, you know, they embraced the soaking wet conditions, kept cheering, drumming all afternoon. Um, it was honestly, it was, it was one of the like the most beautiful things I've seen. You know, I'm getting you know a little choked up, um, but it was, one, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen at TD um, since starting to support this team mm-hmm. um, because it's a culmination of all of the work that has gone into creating the atmosphere that exists yeah. in the dub strong enough that even in a rainstorm, no one leaves. And I'm like, that says something about the community you've created. That's a really important point, actually, because it says a lot about the foundation that's been laid. And not all foundations are strong enough that you would have uh, uh, all those people want to stay out there during that type of weather. You know, a, yep. a, a weaker foundation will be like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go get we'll come back because this yeah. is ridiculous. We'll be back, but we're going to leave now. And there's a strong enough foundation that, that they did not. Exactly. So, um, again, great job to everyone who was in the dub. Um, and <clears throat> any of the other fans that stayed out in the rain. You know what? Kudos to you yeah, guys as well. Exactly. Because a lot so, of them did. Because a lot of them did. Yep. yep. So, um, yeah. So, dub, excellent. Um, I'll briefly touch on it because we talked about it last week, some security issues. Uh, unfortunately, there was like a little bit of an incident. No, I guess not an incident. It was just a couple, bo- a few boneheaded Edmonton fans. Uh, wearing Bitar jerseys that came down to the front row of the dub and decided that's where they wanted to watch the game from. Why? Why? That's, that's yeah, so weird. Exactly. That's a very so, weird Yeah, so, I mean, luckily it was noticed. CCSG talked to the security and they were escorted out of the section, which, yeah. you know, we're, we're, again, we're not saying, like, you shouldn't be able to go to the dub or sit near the dub or whatever. It's just, it's a different, um, it's a different atmosphere when you have fans who are diehard fans of opposing sides yeah. sitting next to each other watching the game. Yeah. Um, and to me, I'm just like, man, like it's good that they finally moved them, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but it, honestly, it never should have been allowed to happen in the first place. No. Cause like the second they saw them down there, they should have gotten rid of them. And it's very strange because I mean, at the beginning of all of this, this type of thing would happen sometimes because these are the cheapest tickets and some people mm. not realizing it's a supporter section would just buy the cheapest tickets and then go sit there. But now like you actively, did they Slotted even have, do they even have t- dub tickets or did they just no, go there? No, no, they, Though they, they had came tickets down, elsewhere. They came down. Yeah. They oh, came down okay. to like the front. So that's such a weird one. 
Yeah, we so I mean, it, I mean, at least you know, if they thrashed us four 0 that would have sucked even harder. But you know, yeah, at, le- at least they, at least we fucking won. We did, yes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, if you're listening, TD management or even security guards, who I'm sure listen to this podcast, yeah. especially you know, the ones that sit around the dub, um, stop allowing groups of visiting fans next to the dub. Yeah. Like it's not a hard concept. Worst case, create a visiting fan section at the other end. And call it that, a day. They yeah, yeah, that's own, no, like, from what I hear. That's actually where it, you know, de facto is. I believe section N is the um, visiting team section. But I mean, you know, obviously there's some situations where they just bought tickets themselves. They're probably Gabby Bitar's family, and mm. then they just came down for whatever reason. And I mean, you know, I, I will actually give credit to the security that obviously it was pointed out, and then they went and then took care of it and yeah. moved them somewhere yeah. else. So. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Um, so at least they listened. What I'll, I just want to see them be more proactive. I think everyone does. Because, um, yeah. again, that could have, not saying like it, it would have, but it easily could have gotten out of hand. Um, so so it's it's good that we're able to keep the dub as like a safe, welcoming space for Atletico fans <clears throat> um, and keep those people away so that we don't you know, tarnish the reputation that we've worked so hard to build. Yeah. There you go. Yep. So um, tell me about the, the hot stove. I, I, um, I, I, I listened to the recording because yeah. um, I wasn't avail- available for it, but yeah. it was it was really good. Like mm-hmm. the hot stove has kind of taken off, um, and it's cool because like you know you have like our illustrious presidente Dan Duff came on and he mm-hmm. talked for a bit. Um, Gordon Smith came on and he talked for a bit. That's so sick, um, man! Like it's, yeah, that's awesome. So so I mean honestly, if you haven't tuned into a hot stove, at least tune in and listen. And you know what? If you want to talk hit the old raise hand button and Eddie yeah. will probably let you talk about it. So it's a, it's a neat space that's organic mm-hmm. um, and allows people to kind of give their own personal opinions on stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I don't go toe to toe with Joey. I don't recommend it. Uh, well, actually, you know what do so that we get to hear it. Yes. All over that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but either way, uh, there's a hot stove this weekend before the, the Halifax game. So definitely tune in for that. For sure. I think it might actually be on Saturday oh, sorry, not the before, Halifax the, game. Uh, the, before the, the Pacific, Pacific game. game. Yeah. I think it might actually be on game. It day, is. But before the Eddie's got uh, playoffs for for footy sevens or something. Eddie has um, this thing called a life. I don't really. Oh, I don't really know. Oh what no, that it's is. for blackjacks. I think the basketball team. Anyway, regardless, he's <laughs> doing something else. So the hot stove for the Pacific uh, match will be on Saturday at some point. Keep an eye out shit. on your social. Tune into that shit. So yep. Yeah, so uh, yeah, obviously on the next game, next game away to Pacific. That's this yeah. that is going to be a massive, massive game. Yeah, playoffs, it's contender huge. clash. Huge. It honestly reminds me of the of the last time when we played, uh, or sorry, when we played Forge last time, where it was like we were not not not. Oh, sorry, the time before last when we mm-hmm. beat Forge at Hamilton. Oh yeah. Um, because to me that was kind of a we needed to win this to prove that we deserve to be there. Yeah. And this is almost another game like that. Like Pacific is on a four game winning streak with yeah. a, and a tie, so undefeated in five games. Yeah. You know. So and we're we're running off what. Uh, two ties, a win, a loss, and a win. So yeah. um, we're we're obviously not on the same wavelength as them with regard to the results, but I do think that we have the team to beat Pacific. We've and I would love it. to. I would love to pick up three points going into the game against Halifax. If we could pick up six points in two games, it would be the best. <laughs> no, it would be great. I, I think a win away at the you know the defending champs in uh, a, uh, you know another venue that we've never won at add it mm. uh, add it to the list because. We've added a couple to the list so far this season. Why not? Uh, 
why not keep doing it? <laughs> True. And 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 Ollie, if you're listening right now, please go dunk on your old team oh, as hard yeah. as you possibly can. You know can. you love to see that shit, man. Like I want <laughs> that that will be amazing. Give us another uh, another free kick screamer. Oh please. yes, yes. Please. We'll lose it. Yep. And then come home and then tell us how much better the Ottawa fans are than the Pacific fans. Do some dirty <laughs> shit like that too. <laughs> I love it. Watch. We're, it's going to be there's going to be a watch party at GCP. There will be. Yep. Like with all the away games, always going to be a banger. Um, for the next home game after that, uh, if you want to get tickets in the dub, go to our website, capitalcitysupporters.com. There's a link right there at the top right. You can get tickets. It's a little ticket, little ticket icon. Little ticket icon. It's great. You know, and, yeah. I, and I know it works because I forced like my entire bachelor party to buy tickets to the September 2nd game. You did it. So- <laughs> they did it. <laughs> I was like, they were like, what do you want to do for your like bachelor party? And I was like, I don't care what you guys do as long as we... My one stipulation is we go to the Atletico game at seven. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> so link is there. Links on the link tree as well that gets tweeted yep. out when the uh, when, when the the podcast goes live. Um, go to our website to get a membership as well if you want to get the yep. email blast and things like that. Get all the info. There's obviously the merch that's in there. Um, you find us everywhere: Capital City SG, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. As we already said, tune into the the hot stove on Saturday. Um, and we're going to have the live at the half with our new yep. hosts, Joey and Patrick. Yeah, they're 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 still running the show on that one. So and then the good. halftime live at the half. They're freaking great at it. And uh, make are. sure you want to tune in on that. It's great. Um, what else is there more to say, man? Great day. Great day. Great day. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's it's really good um, to all the ATO fans out there. Um, thanks. From, from me um, I mean obviously I'm, I'm moving I'm still going to be involved with the club as much as I can I'll still be running the podcast with Johnny just on a really weird seven hour time difference um, <laughs> and I'll be getting up super early to watch games um, but uh, but to all the ATO fans out there and especially the CCSG membership um, you guys have have created something beautiful um, out of this this section the team um and you you know so many people have put so much effort in um guys like dan duff thomas Docting, uh the mdos at the games bryce um you know i guess i'll you know say johnny as well i suppose uh, I guess. <laughs> um no you guys have, have created something beautiful and I, and I hope that it continues to grow while i'm away um i'll be back in ottawa you know after the next in three years in 2025 i'll be back um to cheer on the boys um but uh, but thank you for all the support you guys have put out thank you guys for all the the work you've done for the team um and just keep listening keep listening keep tuning in keep watching the boys i'm not even gonna cap that off that's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, we'll talk to you sounds good